Hello, you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, Ontario. It is 5 p.m. and this is The Kingston Curator. I'm your host, Christina Laurie, and this week we have an interview with one of the artists in residence at the Kingston Grand this summer. Over the next few weeks, we will be speaking with all the 2022 artists in residence. To kick things off this week, I spoke with Lydia Wilton, who just wrapped up her time at the Kingston Grand this week. We'll be talking about her experience there and her work with the band Nameless Friends. Before we get into the interview, I thought I'd play a few tunes by Nameless Friends. These songs are from their album recorded live at Stranded Fest in 2019 and was produced by Lydia during the pandemic. Without further delay, here are a few of Lydia's favorite tracks entitled Innuendo and Under Pressure. So for this one, we're going to do a little-known Queen song. Fuck yeah, I love it.
and then filling in on bass for the odd song where we need it. This is Mr. Number Five.
you just performed July 11th to 15th at the Regina Rosen. And of course, you're talented in many art forms. But what did you zero in on for this one? So uh, my project at the Grand Residency was two things. We uh, were recording an album and we were making a sample pack. Um, so the album itself is called Gardening in November. Um, and it's a fun collection of all of the songs that I've been writing in between a couple other major albums that I've been producing. So, you know, the songs in between the songs of the other records. Um, and in the spirit of putting together all of these found bits from my creative project into a cohesive album, um, I really loved the idea of giving back to the community if I was mm -hmm. going to be here in the hometown in the Grand Theater for a week. Um, so we set up a couple of microphones to record the entire experience at the residency not just like the actual nice takes of the music mm -hmm. for the songs um but every zipper every cough every footstep every everything throughout the residency um and what i'm going to be doing now is going through all of those tracks and mining them for found sounds that we're going to turn into samples that are getting donated to uh, all the local boys and girls clubs and youth recording studios so they'll all be free samples total the licensing's cleared the rights are cleared free that uh, the kids can use to make whatever they want to make incorporate into their own music hopefully um and from a really beautiful room so those are the two things that we were working on this week well that's so sick yeah oh my gosh. <laughs> so much coming out of this yeah you said you were sort of collecting things from your creative yeah. past to put all together was there sort of a tie tying all these things together that yeah so the sense? i'm gonna sound like such a hippie but there's a brian eno quote that i really love um i, I would i self-identify as you know a music producer and it can be kind of difficult to define what a music producer is because we do so many different things, you know. And it, Eno's got this amazing quote where he says that producers are gardeners. So, and we just do it because we really love plants. And mm. it, what it means to love plants and be a gardener sometimes is you got to get in there and know the soil composition. You have to plant things yourself. You have to design the garden beds. You know, sometimes it's that intense. Other times you're just nurturing what's already there, maybe trying to give it a little bit of shape. Sometimes you're just letting things grow naturally and just doing a little bit of pruning so they survive. You know, it can look like a lot of different things, but it's all just for the love of plants and the love of growth. And that's exactly how I feel about producing. It's all just for the love of recording music and immortalizing it. Um, so all of these songs were written in between all of these other albums that I've been producing for other artists. The common thread for me is like, these are the little shoots that came up in between mm -hmm. of my own creativity, the other like little seeds that were planted and I've decided to nurture and do something with. Um, and that was the whole metaphor for the sample pack as well as, okay, if I'm going to be cultivating some of my own seeds from other projects, then I need to give some other seeds to other gardeners too when we're done. So totally. Yeah. I love that analogy. Yeah. <laughs> together. You mentioned that the solo vibe is a little different for you. It so is. What brought you to the Kingston Grand? What made you apply to the residency? Oh, well, this is my hometown. I am a Kingston hometown mm -hmm. kid. Um, I've left for a few years just to do a graduate degree at Western University in London. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. I know. Like, <laughs> Samira CFRC, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, I ended up at Western um, because it's one of the few popular music programs in the country. And that's how mm -hmm. I ended up getting into music production and recording, which is what my research is in now. Um, and came back to the Grand just because the space is, is so beautiful. You know, saw so the applications go out and uh, a lot of mm -hmm. my recording practice at Western, especially in the pandemic, you know, with everything shut down, has been a lot of digital in the box, small home studio project paradigm sort of stuff. So the chance to use a fantastic space and get back to being acoustic <laughs> again, like real <laughs> acoustics, real rooms, um, was a huge part of the appeal. 
and I uh, I'm working right now separately on a decently long album for a band that I play with, as well as producing for some other bands that I regularly produce with, and it it felt like too much in the middle of all those mm -hmm. projects to drag those people down the 401 with me and say, <laughs> come on, we're going to Kingston, we're going to where I grew up, we're going to do something else. Um, but also just I, I treasured the chance to play a little bit in the studio and say, okay, here are these few little songs that I like and they don't really fit on any other records, so mm -hmm. we're going to put them together. I guess I'm doing that. I'm the <laughs> artist now. Okay. <laughs> and we just went with it. Cool. I mean, being solo must be so different. Not different in the sense that I have wonderfully tolerant band members who allow me <laughs> to be the creative visionary a lot of the time. Because um, I uh, in I play with the Canadian rock band Nameless Friends as well, and I'm lead vocals mm -hmm. and the primary songwriter there. So they're already used to my visions um, <laughs> a lot of the time. But uh, it is nice like to truly be the artist and control over everything. You know, I the guitar player I worked with who came down for the residency, he wasn't mad that I tried to tell him what to play this time. This awesome. new level of control. Yeah. <laughs> so to ask how the experience has been is such a general question. So oh, I was yeah. going to ask, do you have a memorable moment, maybe one on stage and one off stage memorable moment as part of your residency? Ooh, okay. So um, it's a our toughie, I know. on stage <laughs> moment, let me think. We basically transformed, I say we, myself and the engineer that I brought along for this project, we basically turned the stage into a recording studio, like a live room for mm -hmm. the week. So memorable onstage moment um, would be when I decided, and I don't know why, just partway through the week that one of the songs needed the harmonica. Do any of us play harmonica? No. <laughs> and so I said, I'm, I'm a singer. I have diaphragm skills. Surely this can be transferable. It was transferable. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Oh, nice. <laughs> taught myself to play the harmonica. I taught myself how to play Piano Man by ear. It was a good day. That's cool. But we wrote uh, this wicked little harmonica solo and recorded it on the stage. It sounds great. Oh my sounds gosh. like a real harmonica Just player. On a whim. <laughs> yeah, so that was awesome. Um, Offstage moment would have to be, okay, this happened during recording, but technically offstage. So I'm okay, answering okay. your question. Um, we had uh, one song on the record. It's literally called P.S. as in postscript, like mm -hmm. from letter writing. Um, and is just a 10 second appendix to another full length song that comes before it. And I wanted an unfamiliar voice because, you know, I'm I'm decently well known uh, vocally singing with Nameless Friends. Mm -hmm. If you've heard some of that, you've heard it many times. So I <laughs> didn't need to be me doing this particular vocal. Um, my engineer didn't want to do it because he was already wearing a whole bunch of hats. So uh, the staff at the Grand were so wonderful and so supportive. We put it to them and asked if anybody was interested in doing this. And our lighting tech, Ryan Bowl, volunteered. He was awesome. So we had a couple of mics just around the room and had him stand in the middle of the theater and just yell this line a few times that we needed. He he committed. He was MVP, a pro. Yeah. Yes, it sounded amazing. It was great. Oh, that's so cool. But pivoting from your experience just at the Grand, yeah. where would you say you got your start in music? Ooh, um, I would say Kingston insofar as it was my hometown. Mm -hmm. So my my parents are both very musical people. Um, my mom is the artistic director of a local dance school. So there was always wow, music yeah. in our house. Mm -hmm. um, nobody loves a Bon Jovi sing-along in the car more than my dad. So <laughs> <laughs> it's always good records around. Um, they... They were both really hands off and that when I was a kid, they 
wanted to encourage me to be musical without forcing me to do anything. Mm -hmm. So I was encouraged to experiment. Um, I picked up a guitar kind of around seven. I never had to do the mandatory like piano lessons or anything. They wanted to make sure that they didn't quash the love of it is the way my Mm -hmm. mom describes it. Um, And I just never really looked back once I was playing guitar because I could write my own songs. And that just seemed Mm -hmm. like the most exciting vehicle. Um, And I had some really wonderful teachers, including uh, Jenica Rain, who's still playing locally, who really encouraged that songwriting and that creative voice. Um, I played in some bands here in town in high school. We were pretty damn good, actually. (laughs) Uh, And through those bands started gigging, you know, in Toronto and in the surrounding area. And then by the time I left for university, I just couldn't imagine doing anything else and picked up the production bug at school. And here I am. Yeah, or wait, you said with one of the bands you were with as a teenager, you yeah. came to CFRC, which one was that? Oh, Card, C-A-R-D, Card, <laughs> was a KCVI band. We were damn good. I believe uh, mm-hmm. a couple of the guys from that band are still in Oak Ridge Avenue here locally, Oh my gosh, I think. wow, yeah. yeah, I mean, we yep. love them here. So. Sponsored good musicians, yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. And then right now you're with Nameless Friends. Yes. And I like how you guys have all the numbers, yeah. number one. <laughs> Nobody so, has a name, yeah. <laughs> so what was the inspiration behind that? How did you guys come together? Oh, that... <laughs> It's just, it's charming. <laughs> it's a lovely story. It's charming. Um, so I started at Western for university, um, just not for no shortage of love for Queens, just needed to go somewhere else for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, after starting at Western, there's a popular music program there and hooked up with a couple other musicians in the program, just as we all do. And so we're going to start a band. We're going to play together. And there's uh, this bar in London that is famous for having an open mic band night. So the entire stage is actually set up with a full kit, amps, like everything else. So you can show up as a band and test your songs out in front of a crowd. Um, so we decided that we were going to do this as like a group of students and we were going to start live jamming as a band this way. Um But one of the rules for the open mic is you have to come up with like a name and they post the list on their Facebook page like hours in advance of the various band names. So we thought that if we signed up with our actual real names that our friends would come see us. And we didn't want that to happen because we were in a music program and we were pretty sure we were going to suck for the first (laughs) little bit. So we didn't want them to come and see us suck. Um, So we just said that we were four nameless friends from Western. And it became this thing where we were practicing at these live jams weekly for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I would just come up and say, hi, oh, yeah, we're four nameless friends from Western and uh, that's all you need to know. And we would just <laughs> play the songs and away you go. Um, and we started getting uh, some more local gigs. And I don't even remember at which one someone just came up to us and recognized us and said, oh, you're like that nameless friends band, right? That's how you guys are. We've never come up with anything better, so it stuck. So now we're, we are nameless friends. We're named by London, which is the city that we started playing. Um, and it's become kind of fun because as, you know, the odd member changes happen over the years, people move away after school, you know, mm-hmm. get married, have a kid, come in and out. Um, it's been fun that every instrument in the band just has a number and who is wearing the number and performing that role changes sometimes. So we've had a couple number twos on bass over the years, had a couple number fours on drums. Um, myself and the guitar player have pretty consistently been one in three on voice and on guitar. Um, we've had a keyboard who's five come in and out over the <laughs> like, So it's, it's been fun. Cool. Yeah. I love that concept. You can kind of yeah. change in and out. <laughs> and it's, it's cute because everybody gets to, we have this tradition that whoever is the, first of a number in the band Mm -hmm. gets to design the symbol because we didn't want to be so basic that we were like literally wearing arabic numerals of one through whatever on stage so we came up with like 
little glyph symbols that mm -hmm. are embroidered on all of our uniforms on stage. And whoever's the first one of that number gets to design it. So we're doing a, a decently large festival gig in Deep River at the end of this month. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, we've got two drummers coming, second oh, drummer. So the first say. number seven that's ever played with this band. So he's in the middle of designing the seven right mm -hmm. now that's going to be on his uniform and all other number sevens from here on out. Awesome. So you just mentioned that show coming up with yeah. Nameless Friends. So what else is coming up for Nameless Friends and for you? Oh, so with Nameless Friends, we've got, uh, we're playing a Deep River Summerfest. We're one of the night slots, the party slots on July 31st. It's a mm -hmm. Sunday night. It's going to be a good night. Um, I believe that weekend also they've got Jason Blaine on the Saturday. So you got country on Saturday, rock on Sunday. It's going to be fun. Um, that's a day drive for Kingston, actually. About three hours north of here is doable. Um Nameless Friends is also in the studio with me right now working on uh, their debut original album. It's called Blasphemy. It's going to be coming out in the fall. There's a lot of big organs and evangelical influences Ooh. in the music. It's going to be fun. Yeah. A um, couple wee political criticisms. We're having a good time. <laughs> um, I'm uh, I'm working on this album, Gardening in November, for my own stuff, uh, hoping that that comes out in the fall, as well as the samples will be free um, for all the local Boys and Girls Club recording studios. And I'm also going to put them on my website. Mm -hmm. um, so once that's out, you know, we'll figure out a press release. And anyone who's listening, local producers, you want samples, come get them, come take them, use them. That's what they're there for. Um, other than that, there's a couple other projects that, oh, I hate doing this. This sounds so pretentious, <laughs> but a couple of things I'm working on that I can't tell you about Ooh, yet, but they're going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In production for a couple other records that I'm really excited about. So for Nameless Friends, for people who don't know, did you want to describe like what you guys sort of perform? Cause it's really oh, fun. It's sure. really cool. I'd, I would honestly call us a modern glam rock band mm -hmm, because there's, totally. uh, there's some real metal influences in the band. There's some real alternative influences. But at the end of the day, we're wearing glitter stage makeup and mm -hmm. we like big songs. So <laughs> I'd, I'd comfortably call it glam. We, uh, our last record that came out last year um, was live. I produced that one. It's called Live at Stranded Fest. Um, and it was from a festival appearance where we did a tribute queen set at the Horseshoe Tavern pre-pandemic. And it was sold out with a very drunk crowd and utterly hilarious. So that's out now on our YouTube. And then the original album comes in the fall. Awesome. Do you have a favorite? I have to say the new original album we're working on just because it's currently my baby and it lives okay, rent free yeah. in my head because <laughs> we're still in it and working on it. Um, but Live at Stranded Fest has a special place in my heart because I spent much of the pandemic just editing that. That was one of the things I had going on that I could do at home um, in isolation and do that. Um, yeah, that's so that's my non-answer. They're my favorites in different ways. Can't choose between your children. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's always a really hard question. Yeah, the exactly. favorite. So you did really well. But... Thank you. I try. But where can folks keep up with you and Nameless Friends? Oh, yeah. The, they can follow me on most social media platforms. I am Lydia the Claire because that's my middle name. Um, I If you find me on Twitter, I don't post, but I am there just for those <laughs> Twitter users. More active on Instagram. Um, and the Nameless Friends is on everything. So your standard Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think we're on TikTok now. Yeah, we're on TikTok now. <laughs> I regret it already. <laughs> That's out there too. And uh, namelessfriends.ca will pop you to all the social medias, all the bios, all the links, the press kit, the anything if you're looking. Fantastic. So I think that's all the questions I had for you today. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. sitting down with me. Thank you so much for having me in. That was just Lydia, who is one of the artists in residence at the Kingston Grand this summer and also frontman of Nameless Friends. 
I'm actually going to play another track by them. This one is off their album Mezzanine, which is a concept EP about grief. It is also their first record as a band. Please enjoy Classic Protagonist by Nameless Friends. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Kingston Curator this week. Be sure to stay tuned on CFRC 101.9 FM to keep up with all your local arts news. Bye-bye.